0: Sarah, it's about time you got married. What are you talking about? Get married? Not a chance. I'm still in school. Oh, give me a break. Marrying a rich guy will bring you more money than school ever will. Mom, I'm not like you. I actually like school. Now leave me alone. That was a conversation between my mom and I about two months ago. Well, look at me now. Here I am staying in one of the most luxurious villas in Boston. My name's Sarah, by the way, and I'm 16 and in high school. My life hasn't ever been normal. For starters, I don't have a dad, and my mom is totally irresponsible. Choosing to spend any money we have on partying and men. Of course, she doesn't even have a job, so we rely on her latest fling to help support us. (sighs) My mom has never really cared about me, so I just stay out of her life as well. She can do what she wants as long as I can do what I want. And what I want is to study really hard so that I can have a better life than hers. But as usual, she intervened in that plan. And two months ago, she forced me to quit high school and get married. Obviously, I refused. And I even went on a hunger strike for a few days. But then one day she said, Tomorrow, our two families will meet. If you don't rock up, I'll go to your school and tell them you're not coming back. But if you come, you can still go to school. At least until the wedding. Ugh. School. She's using what I love most against me, again, to force me to follow all of her ridiculous plans. Fine. I agreed. I mean, it was just a meetup. It's not like they could pressure me to get married right away, right? So the next day, I followed my mom to go meet Adam's family. I was shocked when I saw him. He was wearing a mask that covered half of his face, and he just sat there, not uttering a word, just staring at me without even blinking. Honestly, it was so creepy. His parents seemed nice, though, and they explained that he'd been in an accident when he was a kid, which had left him with a severe burn scar on his face. So he wore the mask to avoid scaring people off. I could see him watching me, waiting for my reaction. So I tried to smile back. I felt so bad for him. But at the same time, there was no way I wanted to spend my life with this guy. So I decided to put my plan into action. All I had to do was get his parents to disagree with the arrangement, so I acted as clumsy as possible. I wanted to give the worst first impression ever. As soon as the wine was poured, I leaned over and knocked his mom's glass all over her white dress. My mom looked mortified, but I didn't stop there. I ate with my hands and dropped food all over the table and kept chewing with my mouth wide open. But no matter how hard I tried, Adam's parents still seemed to like me, and I could see him slightly smirking at me. What did a girl have to do to put this family off? Clearly, they were desperate. Near the end of the meal, they started discussing the engagement. Apparently, I'd move into Adam's family house so we could get to know each other. Then, if I could help Adam to feel less insecure, they'd let me finish high school before we had to get married. Um, so didn't that mean they just wanted a friend for Adam? Someone to keep him company? Hmm, it's not that bad. I guess I can do that then. So after the engagement, I moved into Adam's mansion. After school every day, I'd hang out with him and try to cheer him up. I'd play him my fave music, show him some epic movies, even try telling him jokes. But still, he barely smiled. He wasn't interested in anything I liked. Then one day, I was struggling with my science homework when he passed by and decided to check out what I was doing. Suddenly, he started chatting away, and I realized how much he loved chemistry and physics. He even offered to help me with my assignments. He was so passionate about those subjects, and this was a win-win, because I'd finally found something we could discuss. He even started opening up to me. It was a start. I began to feel more comfortable around him. On one sunny day, I even asked Adam if he wanted to play a game of badminton. At first he refused, as he didn't like being outside, but I wouldn't stop begging until he said, Fine. Have you played this game before? No. Okay, then let me show you. I was so excited to teach Adam. Although I'm not great at hand-eye coordination, I'd been playing badminton a lot at school, so I felt pretty confident. Finally, I'd found something I was better at than him. Ha! Okay, so I spoke too soon. After a few missed serves, he somehow mastered the shuttlecock and kicked my ass. Why did you say you've never played this before? Because it's the truth. I don't believe you. Adam just shrugged and then left me lying on the ground. He had to be bluffing. It's impossible for anyone to be that good the first time they do something. Ugh. But it was fun, I guess. Adam was growing on me, but I couldn't be around him 24-7 as I had classes to attend. And no cap, I was extremely happy that I still got to go to school. Plus, at school something incredible happened. One day I was walking through the schoolyard when I tripped over a can. Just as I was about to faceplant on the ground, a hand appeared and pulled me back up. We made eye contact, and I swear it was love at first sight. His name was Brian, and he's super handsome. From that moment on, we texted nonstop every day, and it wasn't long before he asked me to be his girlfriend. And of course I said yes. I was smitten, but I obviously had to hide it from Adam and his parents. One night, I was on the phone with Brian when suddenly a text from my mom arrived. In fact, ever since the engagement, she hadn't even been in touch. Maybe she was too busy spending the huge amount of money that Adam's parents had given her. Sarah, I really need some cash, just around $500. Can you please ask Adam if he can lend me it? What? How have you already spent the money his parents gave you? Stop asking questions. Just get me that money, okay? Ugh, money, money, money. All she cared about was money. She didn't even ask if I was okay. Um, um, I, I want to ask. Can, can you get me some money? Money? For what? Um, I, I I need to pay for my tutoring class. I haven't had money to pay for the past few months. Hmm, how much do you need? Um, about $500. Okay, I'll tell the butler. He'll give it to you later. Phew, that was easier than I thought. Uh, but Adam didn't ask twice about it. Was it because that amounts just nothing to a rich guy like him? Anyway, at least he'd said yes. That would shut my mom up for a bit. If only. A few days later, she texted me again. This time she wanted $3,000. Was she kidding me? Uh, I just ignored her. But she kept bombarding me with texts and calls. It went on for days. She wouldn't leave me alone. I didn't give in, though. Until this photo was sent to my phone. It was of me and Brian holding hands and clearly in love. Turns out my mom had been so desperate for the money, she'd turned up at my school one day to talk face-to-face. And that's when she saw us together. She then threatened me and said that if I didn't get her the money, she'd tell Adam's family what I was up to. This terrified me. Because then I'd have nowhere to go, and I wouldn't be able to go to school anymore. I couldn't let that happen. I had no other choice but to keep asking Adam for the money with my lame excuses. From buying books, to a relative who was ill and needed treatment, you name it, I'd use it. Every time I asked Adam, he looked at me like he was worried about me and asked if I was okay. This made me feel even more guilty because it seemed like he genuinely cared about me. To make up for it, I'd bake him cookies, and even knit a cute sweater for him as a birthday gift. But then, a few weeks later, he asked if we could talk. As soon as I walked into his room, he threw a bunch of photos at me. They were all of me and Brian. I couldn't believe it. Did my mother betray me? But that's not the case. He told me how he'd had someone follow me because he felt I'd been acting weird. Not only had he discovered I was dating someone, He'd also found out that I'd been lying about the money and giving it to my mom. He was so disappointed in me. Please leave me alone. I don't want to see you anymore. I was so worried I'd be kicked out of their house, but no one mentioned anything. His parents still chatted to me at dinner, and they seemed happy enough. Only Adam avoided me, which of course made me feel terrible. The only one I had to lean on right now was my sweet Brian. So after dinner one night, I decided to go over to his place. I really needed some comfort right now. But when I arrived outside, through the window, I saw another girl in his room. They started kissing, and I thought I was going to be sick. In a panic, I quickly crawled over and hid below his window to listen in. But aren't you a bit too close with that serrigal lately? Don't you dare. Don't worry, Pumpkin, it was all just for you. I noticed that she lives in a big mansion with personal drivers and all. Her family must be filthy rich. So I just wanted to be a good friend and help them spend those money, you know. And maybe that way I could get you the new Chanel handbag that you always want. Oh, really, honey? So how's it going? Well, a dud. Seems like she's a stingy kind of rich girl. Ugh. Keeping every single nickel all to herself. How was I supposed to believe what I'd just heard? My heart was shattered into pieces, and I couldn't hold it in anymore. I stood up and put my face against the window. You're dumped! Brian looked so shocked to see me there, but I didn't wait to see if he had anything to say. I just ran home in tears and locked myself in my room. Sarah, open the door. Do you know how many days you haven't eaten for? Sarah, open the door. If not, I will send someone to break the door down. Oh God, are, are you okay? What's going on? Nothing. I'm, I'm sorry. Sorry for lying to you all this time. I, I didn't mean to. Suddenly, Adam hugged me and said, It's okay. Don't cry. Now can you just tell me what happened? In tears, I told Adam the whole story. From being used by my mother to being betrayed by Brian. Perhaps this is what I deserve for lying to you. Actually, if I were you, I wouldn't want to marry someone like me anyway. You're a great guy. As long as you have confidence in yourself and live with a more positive attitude, good things will happen to you, I promise. Even with this ugly face. I looked up at Adam and... Oh my gosh, the burn scar on his face. It was worse than I thought it would be. I reached out to touch it. It must have been so painful. Can we can, can we start over? Keep helping me, okay? I looked at Adam, smiled and nodded. So after that day, I continued to stay at Adam's house and help him get out of the isolated, self-deprecating life he'd been living. Gradually, his attitude improved, and he even started taking a business course to get ready for taking over his family's company in the future. I also encouraged him to start taking off his mask. Love everything about yourself, including that scar. As for my mom, she's currently being detained for her illegal gambling. Yep, that's what she spent all of that money on. She'll probably end up in prison. And even though this isn't what I want for her, she kind of deserves it. Oh, and about the wedding. We postponed it. Lucky for me, both Adam and his parents want me to go to college first and pursue my dreams. Once I graduate, we'll probably start planning our wedding, though. And it'll be truly out of love this time.
1: (laughs) I was prepared to not leave my room. I thought I'd have to hide from the boys forever, who were circling around me like wasps around Jam. Do you think it's great to be the center of Guy's attention? Unfortunately, everything comes with a price. Hi, my name's Elizabeth, and I'll tell you how all the boys at our school suddenly fell in love with me. I live in a small town in New England, With my parents and my little sister, Carmen. Out of the two of us, I've always been the ugly duckling. And Carmen, the princess. I had to wear glasses because of my bad eyesight and braces to fix my bite. That's why I was always laughed at. Carmen, on the other hand, was a real beauty. Everyone adored her. It so happened that I was always in my younger sister's shadow. Maybe it annoyed me at first. Especially when no one came to my birthday party. But then, I accepted it and thought that popularity is a fickle thing. By ninth grade, I got used to my outcast image and always dressed in black. Elizabeth, why didn't you want to dress like the other girls? My mother wondered because life is meaningless and cruel and black reflects that best. My mom would usually stop talking after that and preferred to switch the discussion to a more cheerful topic, shopping for example. As for my sister, most of the time she didn't notice me and at school, she preferred to say that I was her cousin from Europe. Guys kept ignoring me as if I were invisible. I didn't get too upset, and generally consider them to be a burden. But my friend Patricia didn't agree with me. She could talk about guys for hours, knew everything about them, gossip, rumors, their secrets. It was often difficult to stop her. Bob Richardson seems to have been injured and will probably be off the team, I think his ratings would plummet immediately. Patricia was obsessed with ratings. Both of us were far from the top of her charts. But Patricia kept her head up. I can assure you that this year, our rankings will go up. After all, Susan gained a lot of weight, and Veronica's transferred to another school. Although, we got a new upstart, Jenny. But either way, this year won't be like last year. I didn't care about the ratings. I was just going with the flow. What difference does it make, Pat? I used to say, everything will change when we get to college. Here, we're the nerds, and there we will be the real queens. I know, but I'd like to be a queen now. She sighed dreamily. I wasn't into flashy clothes or jewelry or makeup, but Patricia convinced me to stop by a store and pick out a perfume, a little bit of jasmine, and everyone would be crazy about us. The story was small and barely noticeable from the street. No one was inside, except a strange man in a cab near the cash register. He looked more like a magician than a perfume salesman. While Patricia was choosing a perfume, he came up to me and said, I know exactly what you need. You do? Absolutely. I can pick out a client's perfume just by looking at them. And what do I need? A little love said the salesman, and handed me a bottle. I shook my head, wanting to see that I did not need the perfume. It's on the house. The man in the cab dismissed my objection. If you don't like it, you can return it. I was about to say no again, but Patricia grabbed my arm and hissed. What are you doing? Take it! It'll definitely improve your rating! Your friend knows what she's talking about! The salesman smiled at me. I reluctantly took the perfume and put it in my purse. It was weekend the next day, I was spending it alone, as usual, lying in bed scrolling through my Instagram feed, sharing memes with Pat. Then I painted my nails black, and then I noticed my new perfume. I only wanted to smell it. Maybe love was hidden inside the bottle. I sprayed it on my wrist and sniffed it. The smell was strange, unlike anything I'd ever smelled before. No, I'm still the same old Elizabeth, I said out loud in frustration no love here the next morning when the alarm clock went off and it was time to get up i didn't immediately notice the change i went downstairs to eat breakfast mom and dad were in the kitchen and my sister was still in bed mom made me pancakes and then she asked me in surprise elizabeth where are your glasses i touched the bridge of my nose they were gone but i could see so clearly as if i had perfect vision i guess i don't need them anymore I said in shock. I got dressed, put some perfume on my neck, and ran to school. Dylan Morin, the hottie from my class, was standing on the school steps. When he saw me, he smiled and said, Hey, you look great. Hi, I said, embarrassed. You too. I didn't know what was going on. Maybe he was just messing with me, and I actually had toothpaste smeared on my cheek. It's just that Dylan never talked to me. When I sat down at my desk, I was surrounded by a bunch of guys, and everyone was saying something to me. Hey, what's up? Betty, you look amazing today. Black suits you. The bell rang, and they finally left me alone. I breathed a sigh of relief. Maybe it was just a prank. Someone probably decided to play a joke on me and convinced the boys to be a part of it. During class, a note landed on my desk. Betty, I like you. Would you like to go to the movies? Darren, that was too much. At recess, I found Patricia and told her everything. It's weird, but your ratings have skyrocketed today. I don't care about ratings. I snapped. I'm being chased by boys. As I said that, I looked around and saw all these guys staring at me in a weird way. I think it's cool. Pat shrugged. By the way, are you wearing your contacts? No, I can see fine now without my glasses or contacts. At home, Carmen came up to me. Hey, weirdo, what did you do? I hear the guys are all over you. I didn't do anything. Sure thing, you must be up to something. Stay away from Nigel. Carmen gave me a stare and walked out of the room. A couple of days later, I had a dentist appointment. After looking at the state of my teeth, he said in astonishment. Hmm, you have a perfectly healthy bite now. So, I don't have to wear braces? Yes, we'll take them off now. But it's really strange. I've never seen any teeth fall back into place so quickly. I was so relieved. Although I got used to wearing braces, I couldn't say I liked them. The food always got stuck in them, and I looked like Frankenstein's monster. But there was something else mixed in with the joy fear. I didn't know what was going on. I had a normal bite. Could I sight? And now, guys were all over me. That seemed like a lot of coincidences for a few days. The girls at school had all sorts of theories about the boys' interests towards me. Collective insanity, a love potion, magnetic storm. But no matter how they described it, the fact remained the same. Boys were literally stalking me. Nigel, my sister's boyfriend, was no exception. He was waiting for me by the entrance. Betty, you look so beautiful today. How could I not see it before? I don't know. You're dating my sister, and you're always at her house. Exactly. I was blind. Oh my god. Not that, please. Betty, would you like to go out sometime? Sorry, I'm in a hurry. This is the last thing I need. If Carmen finds out about this, I'm dead. I ran home and locked myself in my room, as if my house was a fortress that was about to be stormed by hordes of guys who were in love with me. But is it all real? There must be some kind of magic involved. Nigel's pursuit didn't stop the next day. He followed me around and tried to get me to go out with him. What about Carmen? I turned around and said, You don't like her anymore? I do, he mumbled uncertainly, and then added, It's just that you're different, so what did you decide? Will you go out with me? No! I answered firmly and pushed him aside. Remember that and stay away from me! But Nigel didn't want to listen. When Carmen and Nigel were at our house together, he sneaked out and came into my room. Hello, Betty. I've been thinking about you. I sighed heavily. Nigel, why can't you leave me alone? Because I love you. He came closer and took my hand. I was about to yank it out when my sister showed up in the doorway. What's going on here? She screamed angrily. It's not what you think. I tried to explain, but Nigel interrupted me. Please forgive me, Carmen, but I love your sister. What? That's ridiculous. Carmen was furious. How could you? She slammed the door and ran out of the room. I pushed Nigel out into the hallway, and in despair, just collapsed on my bed. Why is this happening to me? I should have been happy because the guys were crazy about me. But it only gave me a headache, just like I thought it would. It became impossible to be at school. All the girls whose boyfriends were circling around me joined forces against me while the guys were giving me gifts, asking me out on dates. The girls declared a war on me and wanted to get me kicked out from school. And the leader of this hostile squad was, of course, My sister, during the confrontation, I lost a couple of locks of hair, and some of my shirts were now covered in paint. Patricia was the only one who wasn't discouraged. Your rating is somewhere around here now. She pointed to the chart. This is what I call the death zone. It means that your enemies outnumber those who like you. Cool, so I'm in the death zone. Yeah, but you got a lot of guys now. I didn't have enough space in my room for all the presents. At school, all the girls looked at me with anger and jealousy in their eyes. And my sister was the main enemy. I know why he took Nigel away from me. She told me as I stood by my locker. You were always jealous of me. I wasn't jealous. And I did steal Nigel away from you. I don't like him at all. He's always following me around like a stalker. Telling me how pretty I am. Shut up! Shouted my sister. I won't leave it like this. I was getting awfully sick of it all. I was not used to being the center of everyone's attention. I was flattered by the attention, but there was something off about it. I tried to figure out what was wrong. It was just that one day, the guy started going crazy about me. Everything was normal the day before. I went for a walk with Patricia. We stopped at a perfume store. (gasps) Perfume! I exclaimed. What was that strange man in the hat saying? Something about love and what I was missing. I decided to go to that store right away. It wasn't that easy to find. I circled that block for two hours. I walked up and down, counted all the signs. And when I got desperate, I spotted a very strange sign. There was no business name. Just the slogan, We'll grant your every wish. I went inside. Behind the counter was the man in the hat. Ugh the girl who lacked love." He greeted me. How are you doing? Is this you're doing? All the boys are following me. They're literally obsessed with me. Maybe the concentration is too high. He scratched the back of his head. Can you fix it? It's very easy. Just stop using perfume and gradually everything will go back to the way it started. But are you sure that's what you want? Oh yes, I can't take it anymore. I handed him the perfume. It's your decision." He smiled, taking the bottle from my hands. But if anything, you knew where to find my store. I walked out of the store and sighed with relief. In a few days, the number of my admirers dropped by half. A week later, no one noticed me. Not even Nigel. It's a shame that your rating is back to the same level. Patricia pointed at the chart. At least I'm not in the death zone. My sister stopped being mad at me after Nigel. Came crying to Carmen, and she forgave him. The other girls have also cooled down and were no longer willing to kick me out of school. I was back to my old self. Even my glasses were back where they used to be. At least now I know what it's like to be adored by everyone. I can't deny that at times it was enjoyable, but definitely overwhelming. I'd rather be myself. Would you be able to enjoy life with so many enemies and admirers? How would you use the perfume? Post your comments. I'm very curious to know. The teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing. But the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie, I have never seen a student like you. The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question, or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion, and there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm actually a genius, but I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school, and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge, and our physicist even quit after arguing with me and through a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it and I had a place at Yale already secured. But my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, I'd get a little carried away. And I'd start discussing the stages of evolution, the boundaries of the universe, or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off, and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad, more than anything. So, when I got transferred to a new, better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend. I want dates and attention. So, I decided to play dumb and according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls were a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man, and he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? I just work out a lot. He answered proudly. And I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly. And I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip. But I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, i The poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. Ah! And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even Zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But, I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell. I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby, that's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell, and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super-powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. Superman, that's just leverage. I went over to the simulator. I made the lever longer and I adjusted it. And then I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics. What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. Pete's lip trembled and he ran away. (coughs) And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus, my studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example because of my disguise. My parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb. A musician from the parallel class, with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician. He was saying, but Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple. Not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, the midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah... I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love, and the teacher was freaking out. Boyfriend or career? A choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open and it was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days and the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a grammar, Cat. I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You get expelled. You wouldn't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds, he retorted. When, the 80s? Ow, this is the 21st century. Give me a break, Cat. You have homework to do. He left, and I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here, I said sternly and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room, where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me. Why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school. Understand? I'm not gonna read any stupid textbooks. You won't. Just listen. You're a musician. And you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation. And then, I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it. But... I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it. I don't like it. Okay. I crossed my arms around my chest. My anger, overwhelming. School's not my thing, cat. Yeah. You're better off living with your parents until you're old. Work at the diner. Play guitar in your spare time. Maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me. And I guess it was not love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me. And then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice. But as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb! I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down. And then he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school because that's where I see you. I love you, cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy. I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I taught Caleb on my own. And at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, he'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, and I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently, and they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life, he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, Cat. I wouldn't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning, after a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb. And he looked like a happy puppy, not a badass rocker. I passed the test, cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally, my intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life. And also, help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things. But, he doesn't forget about music either. Guys, if you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments, like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell. I stepped back in fear, thinking I was dead. With my back against the wall, I squeezed my eyes shut and couldn't hold back a scream. Now this huge hot dog was going to kill me for sure. Why did we even come out of the bunker? Hi, my name's Stacy, and I lived in a bunker with my family for 17 years, and it honestly wasn't the best idea to come out of there. But back to me and the killer hot dog which was reaching out to me. He must have had a gun in there. I screamed even louder, and I think the hot dog himself was scared by my scream. Come on. It's just a flyer for a coffee shop. You don't have to react like that. No, I mean, I know I've pissed off everyone in this neighborhood, but your reaction, miss, is very hurtful, you know. What? You can talk? I asked with a dumbfounded expression, touching a Safcon dog. It's strange. It's made of some kind of material. Pleasant to the touch, isn't it real? Of course I can. I'm actually a human being too, and you should respect my work. An offended hot dog threw some colorful flyers at my feet and walked (laughs) away to my loud laughter. I couldn't calm down when I imagined what the whole situation looked like from the outside. And I didn't know people here dressed up in food costumes to promote the food itself. Well, that's not a bad move. I took the flyer and went to the cafe to get my free hot dog, and while I ate the tastiest food in the world, sitting at a table, I thought about my parents, who are probably looking all over town for me. We came out of the bunker not long ago. Honestly, I thought I'd spend my whole life in it, because mom and dad were terrified of the outside world. They always told me it wasn't safe here, and I believed them, even though it made me sad. We had a lot of books in the bunker and I read them every day. And they were so interesting and exciting. I wanted to see more and more of the outside world every day. But then, something clicked in their heads, and they realized that they couldn't keep me in isolation forever. So when I turned 17, we went out on the surface, and I was blown away by how big and noisy the world really was. Honestly, I was expecting to see vast oceans and pirates. And by the way, I did see them, except they weren't sailing in a huge ship. They were entertaining children near some tall building. I ran up to them with a happy smile, and I told them I wanted to be a pirate too, to look for treasure. The pirate even got confused, and I took away his sword and began to scare the children, thinking that they probably want to take the chest of gold. But the children were not frightened. They laughed and shouted for joy, and one of them even took my sword and bent it. It's not real? I wondered. Of course it isn't real. The pirate grumbled. So you're not a real pirate? I was about to burst into tears. Girl, are you out of the woods? Pirate don't exist since a long time ago. Now go away and don't interfere with children's party. Not only had I been insulted, but I was disappointed in pirates, but that wasn't the worst part. I lost my head so much in joy when I saw the pirates that I ran away from my parents and got lost. At first, panic overwhelmed me, and I couldn't breathe. The high-rises were floating in front of my eyes, and my head was spinning. But when I calmed down, I realized this was a great chance to explore the real world. I was sure my parents had limited me in many ways. And then, an epic encounter with a hot dog happened, which scared the crap out of me, because I didn't know that food had learned to walk. But as it turned out, it was just a man who made me try a hot dog for the first time in my life. To be honest, I was getting pretty tired of canned food. When I walked out of the cafe, insanely happy, I almost got hit by a car on the road. Look where you're going, the driver shouted at me. You watch where you're going! Can't you see that the light is red? Girls aren't allowed to cross the road on red. The driver, upon hearing this, wagged his finger at my temple, and I showed him my tongue and crossed the road still, even though other cars were honking their horns. Oh, what strange rules they have. Who decided to discriminate against women and forbid them to cross the road at a red light? But as soon as I stepped back from that rudeness, someone grabbed my arm. Jin? How many times do we have to look for you? We're in the middle of a photo shoot. There was a disgruntled woman standing in front of me I've never seen before in my life. But I didn't. Let's go, otherwise Alex will be furious. What's the matter with you anyway? You're dressed like you just got out of the bunker. But I am. That's a good one, Jean. But now is not the time for it. I spent the whole trip trying to explain to the stranger that she'd mistaken me with someone else. But the woman was either on the phone with someone else, or she wasn't paying attention to me. We arrived at some studio. The photographer looked at me unhappily and said I looked terrible. Is everyone here so rude? I got indignant and crushed my arms. You act like it's your first day on the job, girl. Alex snorted. Run and get changed. I don't want to see that trash on you again. They took me to a room with a big mirror, and I got makeup and cool fancy clothes which were more like shapeless rags. How are my clothes any worse? They're even better. What kind of fashion is this? During the photo shoot, Alex kept yelling at me because my posing was awful, and I didn't know how else to stand. I wanted to cry and go back to the bunker because my loving parents were waiting for me there, not angry photographers. You're crying too? You're crazy. We're gonna have to do your makeup all over again. I'm not Jin! Leave me alone! Have you been out till morning again? You feel very bad if you don't get enough sleep. That's enough! I'm leaving! They tried to stop me. Fortunately, the real Jin appeared in the studio at that time. She stared at me in utter shock. Alex and that woman were also surprised. They'd mistaken their motto with me. However, there was no apology from them. They just threw me out, calling me a fraud. How rude people are, after all. After that incident, I sat down on the pavement, and I cried. I was so scared. I was lost and didn't know how to find my parents. I wanted to go back to the bunker, and even though it was cramped and gloomy, it was a normal environment for me and my family. I walked down the street as far as I could see, until I met a policeman. Seeing my condition, he asked me what had happened. I told him the details of my situation. He didn't believe me about the bunker. But he promised to find my parents. They took me to the police station, where I spent full 24 hours. But it was worth it. Because the next night, my parents came to pick me up. Stacy, honey, we're so glad we found you. We were so worried. Me too. I hugged mom and dad, and I cried tears of joy. The policeman asked me sternly if it was true that we were living in a bunker. I just wanted to say that it was true, My father interrupted and said, that a bunker is what we call our little provincial town. Later, my parents explained to me that we shouldn't tell outsiders where we lived. Are we going back to the bunker? No, my daughter, my mother said, and she stroked my head, we'll live here now. I was very upset because I didn't like this world at all. In the books, it was different, but in reality, it was noisy and dusty and terribly cruel. Turns out, my parents had an apartment all along. We started living there. At first, it was very hard for me to fall asleep in a soft bed, going out to the store every day and standing in huge lines. But most of all, for some reason, it was the loud music that scared me. I wanted to hide from it as quickly as possible. Also, it seemed very strange to me that people would ask me how I was doing. But when I started to tell them my life story, They didn't listen to me at all. How silly. They asked, didn't they? However, I really liked the internet. But when I started using it, I ran into some scammers. They stole all the money from my dad's account that I'd been saving in there for 20 years. Can you believe it? I was so ashamed. I even tried to lie about having nothing to do with it. You think the money disappeared on its own? Dad frowned. Of course. The internet is so unpredictable and confusing. But in the end, dad cracked me up and only scolded me for lying to him. That's how we ended up with no money. I was insanely ashamed of what I'd done, and I wanted to give my father back all his savings. But how? I don't know how to do anything. I didn't even go to school. They probably wouldn't hire me without it. However, good luck turned to me. One day, I met the very same Jin in the store. The girl recognized me and apologized for the way I'd been treated so rudely. And then she made me a lucrative offer. Since we looked so much alike, we could do a couple's photo shoot. That would be awesome. The PR people would come up with a story about missing twins who meet up years later. But that's a lie. I objected. Yeah, but why do we care? They'll pay a lot. That's all that matters. Do you agree? Of course, I said yes. After all, Our family needed the money, but I really didn't like modeling. Everyone yelled at me. They were always pulling my hair, and I had to pose for hours at a time. It was exhausting. Jin, on the other hand, was happy with everything. She once told me that we were making a lot of money now, and she was giving half of it to me. But then I found out by chance that she wasn't giving me half of what she earned, but only a third. Even she lied to me. Although I trusted her, told her about the problems in the family. But Jin was devoid of empathy, and she cared more about making money than about my trouble. After that, I quit my job, even though I needed the money. Our family would get by somehow. But I wasn't going to put up with the lie, because I knew that if you've been cheated once, then they would cheat you the second and third time. My parents, learning about this situation, supported me. And then made an appointment to see a psychologist. Because every day in the big city, I was getting worse and worse. Thanks to therapy, I stopped being afraid of music, big buildings, and the strange people that were all around me. And I finally started using the subway. And I even felt comfortable there. The subway was underground. It reminded me remotely of my home bunker. Later, when our family had money, My parents hired me a homeschooling teacher, so I wouldn't look too stupid at 17. That's how drastically my life changed when I came out of the bunker. I'm used to it now, and I remember my past adventures with laughter. How would you feel in the big city after living in isolation? Write your answers in the comments. Click the bell so you don't miss new stories. And like this video!